So, all right, here we go. So, hello everyone. Welcome once again. Thank you for joining us with um, here for Drop the Mic, the Chamber Podcast. I'm Mo Bellavo, your host. I am the Executive Director for the Chamber of Greater East Hampton. And um, this is where I get to talk to chamber members, um, local people of interest, thought leaders, innovators, entrepreneurs, and all that sort of thing. Um, and this is where I get to talk about who they are, what they do, but more importantly, which is near and dear to my heart, is why they do it. I want to know about the juice, uh, what gets them out of bed in the morning. But before we dive into today's guest, I want to thank East Hampton Media. They're, they are our partners here uh, for this project. They, um, Jen Ramsey, um, executive director, and her team, Ryan and Tim Riley, always make us look and sound fabulous. And um, I owe them a lot of thanks. So thank you. So today is episode 13, and today I'm really excited. Um, we have with us today um, a professional podcaster, um, thought generator, and the host of Growth Now Movement, Justin Shank. And hey, Justin, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm honored. I know I know the the chamber life. Obviously, we had met at a chamber conference in in Nashville, and so I used to work for within chambers. And I'm just honored that you guys are willing to open the doors for me to come in here and, and share my story and and you know talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. But but absolutely honored to be here. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was so thrilled um, that you said that you would come and join us. And I have to tell you, Justin, that that you left such a mark. Uh, on my uh, heart and soul when we first met. Um, it was back in uh, 2015, I think it was, at my very first uh, chamber conference. And we just happened to randomly meet and we talked for about 15 or 20 minutes, but you were right on my wave and we just got into this discussion. I, and you walked away and I thought to myself, that young man is going somewhere. And um, I'm really amazed to see what you've accomplished in really so little time. So let's get into it. And if you could help our audience, give us a little bit of your backstory. Who is Justin Shank? Yeah, that's a that's a very broad question. But who I am, who I am today, um, I'm a podcaster, right? So I started podcasting uh, just. I think we're coming up as the, as of this recording, we're coming up on a, on five years of podcasting. So when we met, um, I was brand new to the podcast game. Right. And, and, um, so I have become a full-time podcaster. I've been doing it full-time for almost three years now. Uh, and it's truly been a labor of love of trying to figure out, uh, how to navigate this crazy medium where you get an opportunity to have amazing conversations like this one. And, uh, everything from that standpoint, but really it, it came from the idea of, of a purpose-driven goal, right? And so I originally, I'll back up a little bit. I originally wanted to start the podcast because I had this dream of being an entrepreneur. Uh, I, I wanted to write my own checks. I wanted to schedule my own schedule. I didn't want to have anybody else telling me what to do. And I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And so the original idea behind the podcast was I wanted to interview successful entrepreneurs in the world uh, so I could learn. So I could learn from them to then implement that into my business. Because at that point, I had three failed businesses on the side. 
And I was like, clearly I'm doing something wrong. Let me figure out how to do it a little bit better. And what ended up happening was five months before I launched the podcast, my mom lost a 20 year battle to opioids. And it was in that moment that it completely shifted my perspective of life. It completely shifted my perspective of what, like what you should be getting out of life. Because before it was, I wanted to make a lot of money as an entrepreneur. So people would look at me and say, wow, Justin really made it. Despite the odds, he really made it and and he's doing great. Um, And what ended up happening when my mom passed away was I really started this journey of how do we enjoy life at a rock bottom moment place? How do we enjoy life even when things on the outside aren't going too well? Because the reality is things are going to be tough for a lot of people at any given moment. And it's about how do we really enjoy the process? And that's what the Growth Now Movement became about. Um, and I think that's why it resonates all over the world now, where I, it now gets played in over 100 countries every single week. And I feel really, really blessed. And um, it's really because it's that purpose of let me teach people that even in those rock bottom moments, there's hope because my mom didn't have it. And that's mm-hmm. why she ended up losing her life. And so now it's, it's about spreading that message and, and uh, having a little fun while I'm doing it too. Mm-hmm. So would you say that was your why statement? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and obviously look like I think whys evolve over time, right? Like I think that as we, as we grow as entrepreneurs, the why is constantly changing and evolving and growing to take that word into, into account. Right. Um, but it's always been that underlying tone of, it doesn't matter where you come from, you can still make life great. Um, because of where I came from, right. With my mom, with the opioid addiction, and my dad had spent some time in jail. Um, and I was a terrible student. I had a 1.7 GPA in high school at one point. Like it wasn't looking too good. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I really believe that at any given moment, you can make a shift in your life to then build the life that you really want. And so uh, that's always been the basis of the why, but it's constantly evolved and grown over time. Right, right. And I'm really glad that you um, mentioned that because as I was kind of sitting down and preparing to chat with you today, I was thinking about my own you know, my own why. I, when was it? I think it was maybe in 2014, early 2014, I stumbled across the book, um, Start With Why, Mm -hmm. right? Simon Sinek. And that book changed my life. And as I came to the chamber, I realized that is just, that applies to everything, right? It applies to everything. And, um, but it was, it's interesting because recently I've been feeling that um, my own why, and of course, obviously the chamber's why, um, is starting to, I feel the yearning to, if it's, it's evolving, it's growing, it's gonna, it's change, it's building. It's not necessarily changing, but growing and expanding out, right? You know, as the universe is calling us always to do and expanding yeah, out. Yeah, no, and, and I love that you said that, like that's what's happening right now in the world, right? COVID <laughs> Uh, and there's this massive shift across the board. And, you know, I did live events and I, I would travel the country and speak and I would do all these things. Uh, and COVID came and said, nope, that's not happening right now, buddy. Uh, and it was up to me to, to kind of take a step back and go, why is this happening for me? And wh- how can I utilize this to reach more lives and do all these other things? My, my own personal events switched to virtual where we just had one a couple of weeks ago where, where people were attending from six different countries um, and just really blown away by the fact that I've been able to kind of take a look at it and go, okay, how can I make this an even better situation um, and dive even deeper into why is this happening in the world and what can I do to make it a little bit brighter for others? Right. So interesting. And so 
it's funny because, um, you know, when we, when I decided to, because I had been thinking about doing podcasting for years and I was just, well, I don't know, nervous. I don't know what about, and, you know, just do it. Right. Did that whole thing about just do it. And so I did, and I'm not looking back and I'm really excited. Um, but I also decided that I wanted to do more public speaking. So I decided that, all right, now 2020 was going to be the year. And I went out and I put out um, some proposals and actually ACE accepted a proposal from me. And then my local chapter Mace um, also accepted. So I was like, yes, this is the year 2020. And then no, it's not. Forget it. So now it's like I have these accepted proposals. So I, I, I can't wait to tell people that story because it's, yes, I am. I'm on my way. I was accepted. It was 2020. just got in the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's the thing too. Like sometimes, I mean, for every, everybody has a different lesson from this, right? Um, and sometimes it is to take a breath and breathe and pause. And sometimes that's enough. Um, but I'm excited to see what you do once you get out there and, and the world opens back up and you're on these stages and you're doing all this stuff. That's going to be exciting to watch. Oh, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's hopefully it'll be coming to an end pretty soon. But you know, it's really kind of hard to put that on the shelf though, right? It's been 12 months and I was supercharged and now I'm trying to, I'm trying to maintain that charge in the battery, so to speak, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and there's different ways. Like I think podcasting for me has been an outlet, like, uh, you know, just doing solo episodes and, and kind of taking some of my new ideas and, and um, correct, right? 12 months is a long time. Sometimes yeah. we need to breathe for 12 minutes versus 12 months. Uh, right. And that's kind of the shift there. But for me, it's really actually taking this time and taking a step back and taking my gas off the pedal or my foot off the pedal. And um, yeah. it's made me kind of focus in on getting a little bit more clear on my messaging and what's the growth now movement all about. And, and okay. I've really kind of niched down into that message. Uh, and that's where I've come up with this concept of the four pillars of our life, which is business, relationship, spirituality, and wellness. And if we can focus on those four pillars and find stability, not massive success in any of them if we don't want to, but find stability within those four pillars, that's where we find happiness. That's where we find contentment. That's where we find that smile in the morning when we wake up because you're able to touch on the four main things that are happening in your life at any given time. And if you can mm -hmm. focus on continuous growth and improvement in those, you're going to obviously find happiness in that, right? Like, and, and so it's crazy. And I'll touch on this really quick. I understand that there are seasons in our life where we have to go head down and focus really hard on something, whether it's on business or our wellness or whatever. Right. But we have to kind of take a step back and go, okay, look, my relationships are still important, even though business or my, my wellness is really important right now. My relationships are still important. So we have to check in on those, right? And so mm -hmm. in the beginning of 2021, I decided that I was going to truly focus on my wellness and my fitness and these things that I, I let slip away because business took over and I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and so now for me, the wellness pillar is getting all of the attention, right? Like I'm like, okay, I'm working out twice a day. I'm drinking a gallon of water every day. I'm no cheat meals, no alcohol, all these things. And proud to say that as of this morning, I'm down 27 pounds this. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So that's been, that's been exciting. I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life right now, which, um, which is great. But at the same time, you have to go and check in with yourself on a regular basis and say, those other pillars, are they getting the attention they need? 
You know, mm-hmm. have I faltered on my business? Have I faltered in my relationships? Have I faltered in my spirituality? Have I, have I missed that boat? Um, and I think that that's really kind of been able, there's moments and days of stress where I'm like, okay, yes, my fitness is important, but I have to check in on those other things to make sure that at the end of this fitness journey or at the end of the challenge that I'm doing currently, um, is everything else still good? Because otherwise it's worthless. It's worthless right. to do the work. Right, right, right. And you're miserable and like the whole nine yards. You know what I think um, was interesting for me during this COVID time is that I, I mean, I absolutely love what I do for the chamber. And it's very interesting because over time I have realized, you know, I thought, you know, cause I'm 57 years old, right? And I thought, you know, when I was young, I was gonna have this Mary Tyler Moore thing. And I know, and I wanna be this, you know, inspirational, whatever, and Oprah, and I'm gonna be, but you know what? I realized that it, your impact is equally as massive it, you, it doesn't need to be on a global stage, right? So my coming to Mo moment was, you know, here at the chamber, what better platform could I possibly have than in the role of the executive director to have an impact on people's lives and their professional lives and, and ultimately too in their personal, right? As to how I'm moving about to, in the world. So I've, I've come to really appreciate and love the fact that the chamber has given me such a perfect platform for me to strive to be the best Mo Bellavo I could possibly be. And some days, you know what? She's not as good as she was as, as yesterday, but she will try again <laughs> tomorrow. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. But I think sometimes we get caught up in, well, you know, I'm just... It's too little, it's too, no, it's not, because you have no idea, right? I was um, a massage therapist for 20 years prior to my coming to the chamber. And I worked with this one particular woman, I'll never forget, this was the biggest lesson I had in understanding the impact, as you're saying, on people's lives. And I decided to close my practice. And um, I went to go tell her this. Now, I, you know, didn't know this woman's, about this woman's life, I didn't know any of her details. I just knew that we worked together every week in silence, right? So there was obviously a relationship there, but there wasn't this, I didn't have a lot of the details of her life. Yeah. I told her at the end of the session that I would be leaving and she started to weep. Mm. And she's like, what am I gonna do now? And I was like, oh my God, that was the biggest, one of the biggest moments of my life. You have no idea the impact you're having yeah. on others. Yeah, I, I love that you shared that. And it's so true. Like, I think that we all have these big, huge visions for ourselves. And, and that's really important to have a direction, right? Like, I think almost with those big visions is where you find your why. Yep. You know, and so for instance, I mean, yes, now my podcast does really, really well. But for a long time, it didn't. And there was a time where I'd have, you know, 35 people listening, 60 people listening, 12 people listening. Um, but at that time when that was happening, somebody, and actually I was thinking in my head, I'm like, maybe I should just shut this down. You know, it's not, it's not doing the things I thought it would. Right. And so somebody had reached out to me actually from Japan. Um, and they said, you know, because of your show, I decided not to take my life. Okay. And that's when I was doing 36 downloads an episode. And I was like, wow. And it was in that moment where I was like, 
as long as I have that impact of one person, I will continue to show up and do that because all that's, uh, that's all that matters. Right. I didn't, I didn't change the world with that one person, but I changed their world. I changed every single thing they're going to come in contact with for the rest of their life. And, and now, I mean, that's happened five or six times now where somebody's wow. reached out and said, because of your message, this, and it's one of those things where uh, I realize that even if you can go out there to change one life, that's, that should be a good enough purpose for anybody, right? That should be a good enough why for anybody. Yeah. We worry so much about these big numbers because of the falsehoods of social media and all these other things. Well, guess what? I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> well, so where were we? We were talking about, um, where did I lose you? When, um, you know, we're fooled by these, we're lured by this whole social media number thing. And it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's the accumulation or the sum of all of the small, or I shouldn't say, I don't even want to use that word small, individual unseen heroes, right? Right, yeah. That I, raises I the vibration of the globe. Yeah, I love that you said that, like the unseen heroes of the world, right? Like, you know, I, I kind of ask myself all the time and I work with entrepreneurs now to help build their platform and help them kind of grow out their brands. And I always ask the question, is, is what we're doing right now about you or about the impact that you're willing or you're trying to make, right? And so because they, because they get caught up in the numbers and I go, well, if you have 10,000 fake followers on social media, what's the, is that for you or for the impact you're trying to make? Like, let's focus on the important things, right? You know, mm -hmm. podcasting happens to be the vehicle that I use to be able to do what I do. There's a lot of other vehicles to do that, right? Whether it's through blogging, through public speaking, through writing a book, through running your own business or your own practice or your own whatever, right? There's a ton of different vehicles to be able to make the impact that you want to make. It's just about finding the one that's kind of your perfect niche and then doubling down on that. And again, if it's, hey, I, I opened up a, a massage practice here in my hometown and I have a hundred solid clients who love me and I change their day every single day and I change their life because now they can sleep comfortably. Now they can do all these things. That's life changing. And mm -hmm. so we sometimes have to reflect on the impact that we're making that we're not always aware of. And again, I think we, we keep going back to this, but taking that step back and taking a deep breath and going, oh, wait, I am serving a purpose. I just have to, I have to ask myself if I'm in a line with the, the purpose I'm serving. Right. I have to, this reminds me of um, one of your um, growth moments. Is that, what they, is that what you're calling it? The, the weekly moments of growth. Yes, thank you. The weekly moments of growth and um, step into the room. Mm -hmm. Step into the room. I love that. Um, I, I feel like, you know, so many times we hesitate or we don't even, we walk right by the room, yeah. right? And I've often said to, um, you know, folks who I chat with that, you know, you have to, or I try to remember to, to show up as my authentic self, to, to say what I need to say, to be what I need to be um, in any given moment and not worry about how someone else is going to respond because that's not, I have no control over that. Right. And, um, how they're going to respond. So, but also if I don't follow through on that, I'm not allowing them to make that choice in that moment to, to make the correct response for who they are and what they need to do. 
right? Yeah. And stepping into the room you shared is the exact same thing. If you don't step into the room, then you've denied that other person, those other people in the room, whatever it is that you're bringing, which you have no clue about probably, because it's not meant for you. Yeah, and, and it's, it's really about showing up, right? Like, and so for the longest time, I didn't show up. Like I look at my life and you know, I, I, I say, I jokingly say, if there was a senior superlative in high school for least likely to succeed, it would have been me. And I mentioned earlier the 1.7 GPA, but the reality is I, I got those bad grades because I didn't show up. I checked out. I didn't ask questions when I had questions to ask. Like I was, I was the, the kid who was afraid to ask the question, right? Because God forbid somebody on the other side of the room would be like, ah, that's a dumb question, Justin. How dare you? Like, you're an idiot. That's what I was worried about. Um, and now it's funny that I make a living asking questions, right? Um, but the reality is um, showing up as myself my greatest self in that very moment is what changes the game. If I don't show up, there's no opportunity. If I don't show up, I can't meet the people I want to meet. If I don't show up, I can't make the impact I want to make. Right. right. I just love it. Show up, step into the room. Um, so Justin, throughout this whole COVID thing, um, you know, what was the moment for you? Because I know you have, you had started um, your conference, and I think it's only a couple of years old, or it was only maybe one year, one season. Yeah, we only, old. We only did one. We only did one live event. Yeah. Right, right. So when, what was the? Do you remember the moment where you realized, okay, the whole, the total game is this is it's all it's changed. The game's over. Uh, What's going on here? Yeah, you know it, it's. Um... Well, I haven't thought about this in a while, so I'm glad you brought this up. So we did the first year and I had 160 people attend and I felt blessed and honored. They came from all over the country and Canada. That's awesome. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And so I was headed towards year two. I had the speaker lineup totally announced. I was, on, I was, I was probably going to hit about 300 attendees year two, um, which, is, which was my goal. My goal was to always double it in size every single year. And we were, we were headed down that path. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was down, actually, it's funny. I was down in Florida at PodFest speaking at their event with 2000 people when coronavirus just had crept into the country. So it was out in Seattle. Um, it just came up in my time hop, uh, like yesterday, or the day before is when I spoke and a year, a year ago. Yeah. And, um, I was like, okay, let me just wait it out. Right. Two weeks to flatten the curve is where it began. So at first I was like, okay, let me wait it out. And then come I think it was then March so the end of March so by the end of this month that we're in now um I had kind of made the 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 decision to pull the plug and I not pull the plug I originally pushed it I pushed it to September and I announced new dates and I was like we got this this will be fine we're all going to be good um and continue to kind of forge ahead and so I was like all right so what, what buffer is this doing for me? So my original mindset was when I pushed it, I was like, okay, this gives me more time to sell more tickets. Like no big deal. People will be excited to get back out there. We can interact with each other again. And that was kind of my, my mindset. Um, and then it just kept going and just yeah. kept happening. And I think it was in July um, that I was like, okay, I need to totally move this. And so what I ended up doing was I shifted to virtual. Um, that was really hard for me. And yeah. it was really hard for me because I love community. I love bringing people together. I love being in the room. I love doing all that stuff. Um, and so when I switched to virtual, I was like, how do I make the same impact virtually that I wanted to in person? 
Um, and the neat part was I did it and, and we had, I think uh, the day of about 190 people were active out of the people who had bought tickets and stuff like that. So virtually there's 190 people active and they were interacting with each other and making connections. And I've seen masterminds get born out of it. I've seen business opportunities. I've seen podcast swaps. Um, and so I was like, okay, great. I, I made that impact. Um, so at first it was very much, I was bummed. I was just like this, what do I do? Like, this has been my big thing. Like, this is the thing I'm excited about. This is all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of had to take that breather and my girlfriend helped a little bit through this process, but Mm -hmm. I was like, how do I reset my mindset on no to virtual events, no to zoom calls, no to whatever. And so, um, once I got through that, I was, I got amped up about the opportunity to make a bigger impact and it's just crazy. Now, a year later, we're still in, we're still in this, right? I know. know. Did you, um, during that process ever question your why? No. Um, I I certainly didn't question my why I questioned my business model. Mm -hmm. I questioned, you know, am I going about the why in the right way? Um, so that certainly happened because the fun, fun fact is I lost thousands of dollars in my virtual event. Um, and so it was one of those things of like, okay, let me question everything. Like, am I, am I doing this the right way? Am I building that, building it out the right way? But the, the why is so ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. that it's really about what's the next vehicle or the next medium that's going to help me get my messaging out there. Um, so I, yeah, the why was never questioned, which is, which is nice. Now that I'm reflecting, like, I love your questions because I'm even reflecting on things that I never did. Um, so I'm glad to, to know that, that my why is that solid that I didn't question it. Right. Right. Awesome. Do you feel like, um, are you a different person from this whole experience? Yeah. Yeah. And so I might, I might surprise you with the house. So, um, I question things a lot more now. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't want to, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to use this word for lack of a better one. I'm a little bit more cynical about, um, people in power and the way they're utilizing that power. Um, Um, not that I'm a conspiracy theorist, not that I'm crazy on that, that side, but what I question is, I question more of why are people making the decisions they're making versus mm-hmm. going, okay, cool. I support that hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. And so what it's actually done on the, on the, on a positive side of that, cause it sounds super negative the way I just worded it. What it's done is it's opened my eyes to the idea that there's, that I personally have more control over my life than I even thought before. Uh, it's opened me up to create whatever kind of magic I can online. Mm-hmm. It's opened me up to create more connection. Actually, we're a week and a half away. I'm doing a retreat in person, which I'm really excited about with, you know, people from all over coming in. By the way, it's a very small retreat. We're following all the state guidelines and the rules. We're doing all that. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> yeah, little asterisks on that. Um, but really excited. But I wouldn't have done that if this didn't open my eyes to, okay, what can I control? What am I in control of? And how can I deliver that impact? Um, right. And so it's really made me question not authority, but it's made me question the, I'm trying to say this in the right way. So don't see this is what I'm talking about. You, maybe I do have to go back and edit myself on this. One. <laughs> That's okay. So, so, but when I, we can. yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So when I look at it, I go, it makes me question how many times in my life I've allowed somebody at a higher pecking order than me, tell me that I can and can't. 
Right. And so therefore I've more open to being able to jump in head first and take control of the scenario in order to serve my purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Do you see the world different? I see it with more empathy. I've always been a pretty (sighs) empathetic person. Um, yep. but I see it with more empathy because, you know, we, you and I touched on this before you hit record, um, yep. but, but the fear that people have in this oh. moment, instead of still being able to kind of lean in and live their life. So right. I think there's more empathy, uh, with people's feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously look, here's the reality of the situation. We've lost 500,000 Americans, oh my just God. America, right. Um, and so we have to be really conscious of that. Mm. Um, and so I feel bad for those individuals. I think the empathy has certainly grown. Um, but mm. I'm excited to see what we do as a human race going forward. Mm-hmm. All of this is done. Um, right. So I, I've become also optimistic of what we can create as a, as a one, um, as, as a whole unit versus us versus them. Right. I think too, which is, which is exciting. And I don't take it. I don't take anything away from the tragedy of all of it. Um, but rather than white knuckling to hanging on to what was, right? It, it, nothing's the same. Yeah. We're not the same, you know, the environment's not the same. Um, but what are we gonna do with what we have going forward? That's really, I, I get that. I, I love that. I find it full of hope. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, uh, yeah. And I am excited for the future and, and we'll see, like I said, we'll see what we all create together. I right. think if I had to play profit really quick, I think that there's going to be more togetherness than we've ever seen before, even though there's more divide in this moment than I've ever seen before. So it'll be really interesting to see that slowly unfold over the next couple of months of togetherness. Right. So um, I know from listening to your podcast that you like to end your podcast with rapid fire questions. And I'm sure you get this all the time because now it's our chance to rapid fire you. (laughs) I'm nervous now. No, don't be nervous. So I have five, I think five, one, two, three, where'd they all go? Oh, I got more than five. They're rapid fire questions. So you ready? I'm ready. One word or like one sentence. It's not going to be this big thing. So what is the biggest lesson that you have learned in the last 12 months? Patience. Oh, very nice. What's the hardest change you had to make in your life? Whoa, that's a great, I'm stealing this question. Um, Yay, oh my God, that's exciting. So good. Um, the biggest change I've had to make, um, is, is changing how I, how I look at other people. Mm. Very nice. Who has made the most impact on you and your why? My mom. Mm. Nice. Um, what book are you reading now? I am reading and I don't, I don't remember the title, which is the worst, but I'm reading Oops. Michael J. Fox's newest book. Oh, right, right. I don't remember that. I don't have the title either, but I'm sure that's really probably pretty profound. So, so I'm about 150 pages in right now. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. 
Um, I've, I've been a huge fan of his since I was a kid. And so mm. and then my grandfather had Parkinson's disease and then he was diagnosed. So as a kid growing up and being a big fan, I was like, wow. And it hit me kind of hard at that time. And so I've read every book of his. So currently reading his newest one. Nice. Nice. Um, so your life has a soundtrack. What one song absolutely has to be on that soundtrack of your life? Uh, such a good question. Um, okay. So like the forever song, like this always has to be on the soundtrack. Um, home by Michael Bublé. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, so, uh, what's up? What's, um, what's next for you? What's coming down the road? Can you share or you got stuff in the shoot that we have to wait in suspense for? So one, I, I can share, I, I, you know, the thing is with me, I will always do at once the world allows, I always do live events. Um, and know, so right? that's going to be in the future as well. And I look at my live events as a multiple day rock concert for entrepreneurs. Um, and so that's super exciting once we can do that again. So that's happening. Uh, I'm actually, uh, for the first time, I've opened a podcast course online. Um, it's always, always been one-on-one. -on -one. And so for the first time I'm doing it on an online course, which is exciting. Um, and then I started, working... didn't it? Yeah. So it actually yeah. starts tomorrow night as of this Ooh. chat. So, yeah. Um, so excited about that. And then there's actually something really big that I'm working on, uh, as a collective that I can't talk about yet, but I figured. Oh, well, right. Stay tuned. People. Yeah. Stay tuned to that one. Stay tuned. So Justin, where can people find you if they want to learn more, if they want to tap into some of your resources that you've got going on for entrepreneurs? Um, where can they yeah, find you? I mean, best place. So uh, wherever they listen to podcasts, they can search Growth Now Movement. It'll come up um, so they can find me there. I always love people to click the subscribe button. Uh, on Instagram is my favorite platform for social media, which is Justin T. Shank on Instagram. Good luck spelling my last name properly. Uh, <laughs> and um, other than that, uh, they, can, they can actually head to growthnowmovement.com for the website if they want to go that way as well. Great, great, great. So, you know, Justin, thank you so much. It was, it was so delightful to have crossed your path um, those year, all those years ago. And it's even more of a thrill to watch you evolve and um, share with the world your gifts. So I thank you for that. I thank you for taking time with me. Um, is there anything you want our viewers to know other than your website? No, that we no have covered? I think, I think the, the thing is, is this, and this is kind of the message I always like to leave behind is that, um, having a direction is important, right? Having a big goal is super important, um, but it's not the most important thing. Cause here's the thing that I can tell you, if your goal is to make a million dollars, I promise you that when you get there, and I hope that you do, but I promise you when you get there, you're going to go, how do I make 10 million? Mm -hmm. So find a way to enjoy the journey and find a way to enjoy the process. Cause therefore, whether you hit that goal or not, you're going to find happiness in your life. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, but Mo, honestly, thank you so much for having me on and, and having this conversation. I'm so glad we crossed paths. It was one of those things where we met. I was like, I'm so glad that I met you. Yeah. Like it was this crazy moment of like, wow, because it was, <laughs> it was odd. Like I was there by myself. You were there by yourself we, in this gigantic theater. We happened to sit next to each other. And then we started talking about everything but chamber life. And it was crazy, but this has been phenomenal. So thank you so much. I'm honored. 
Well, thank you. Ditto, man. Um, and I would also like to thank East Hampton Media for partnering with us on this project. And if you'd like to know more about the Chamber of Commerce here in East Hampton, you can find us at easthamptonchamber.org, anywhere that you like to get or listen to your podcasts. And that's it for now.